This is Jordan from Newfound Glory. Listen to story time with Matthew Haslam Hammond. <laughs> Attention. This podcast will make you happy, make you sad, they believe and make you mad, but they're sure to make you feel included. The things they talk about are completely random. It's story time with Matthew Haslam Hammond. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Story Time with Matthew Haslam Hammond. The podcast where you, the member of the general public, will get up and tell your story. Why? Because everybody has a story. Like always, this podcast is sponsored by the Pass to Assist Pod. Follow Callum, Jack, Carl and Doug as they discuss basketball. It's there for all your basketball needs. And if you like basketball, it's the podcast which is right for you. Um, Today's guest um, is a guy who we met through work and uh, he's coming on the show today. Basically, he started a website and uh, yeah, it's it's about time to hear his story. So please welcome to the show, Mr. Paul Bray. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm really good, thanks, Matt. Uh, Matt, how are you doing? Uh, I'm not too bad. You know, thank you for coming on. It means a lot. No problem. Yeah. Happy to. <laughs> so, um, Paul, tell all, like, basically, probably about six of my uh, listeners. Where, where, where are you from? Six, as many as that, eh? Uh, you know, um, I'm pushing with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I'm based in uh, in Bournemouth, well, Paul in Dorset. Mm-hmm. Um, been here, I've been living here for probably about 25 years of my life. Um Apart from a brief move away to Oxford, I've been here the whole time. Was the move to Oxford, was that university or was it like... Um... No, it was uh, lady related. Ah, uh, let's, let's just say it didn't go well. <laughs> well, it's good to do, you know, know that you're being happy and you're back in Bournemouth, you know, back in your home territory. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, obviously um, we we both met each other through work. Uh, we used, you know yeah. obviously used to work for LV. Uh, I you know still do. Um, yeah. And uh, like so that that's the story about how we met. <laughs> for everyone at home listening, we were both on a wrestling page. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's, how, that's how basically how we got how you know stopped talking. Um, but yeah, what was it like growing up in Bournemouth anyway? Was it all right or? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, it was. It's it's fine. I mean, I've I've loved this town ever since I've been here. You know, if it hadn't been for meeting the the girl I met, I would never have moved away. I've always been here. Everything is everything's just so lovely here. You know, you look at you've got some wonderful views, some great places to go, and if you can't make a good day out at Bournemouth Beach, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. So you know, it, it is lovely down here. It's been a bit weird, obviously, with the restrictions and everything, but. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I love it here. We, uh, in fact, myself, my wife, and my little girl, we just moved to Litchett Matravers, uh, which is like a little, um, almost like a little country village. It's beautiful, so quiet, so peaceful. And there's horses go past my house every day, dropping their muck outside, which is just wonderful. <laughs> so, <laughs> just, you know, ran, randomly have to, you know, clean up some horse shit, you know, every day. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, I've never had to do that before. That was an eye opener. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's just unfortunate that is. But um It is a bit. Yeah. Oh like um <laughs> a bit speechless now about that. Um <laughs> was not expecting that. Um <laughs> oh, you'll get a lot of this stuff you won't expect with me. Ah, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> I, I I usually go down to Swanage quite a lot and obviously that's basically next to Bournemouth and you know you have to, you know, go onto that giant crazy yeah. roundabout where the L V building is and it's it's the weirdest. Oh god, yeah place to ever put a building uh i'm, not, I'm surprised you know. the, it is a very I, I mean i'll tell you what the first day i started work at lv i couldn't find the way in hmm. and i ended up running across the roundabout when all these cars were flying past <laughs> uh, i was then told that you know you can't really do that 
And I was like, oh, well, I saw this other guy do it, and it turned out it was um, not John Overall, the fellow before him. I can't remember his name, but yeah. he was the old CO. And, uh, yeah, he was running across as well. So they were like, oh, well, if he's doing it, we can't really tell anyone else not to. They didn't throw in the question of, like, oh, if he jumped off a building, would you do that? <laughs> kind of thing. Well, you know, it depends on how much you're paying me, really. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, anyway, your life, um, you become a diehard wrestling fan, um, which is awesome because, you know, obviously I'm a massive fan as well. Uh, what, yeah. when, when did you first like get into it? Well, the first thing I remember, uh, we're going back to about 1992, I must have been about seven or eight years old, mm-hmm. and the first thing I ever remember seeing was Undertaker and Kamala in a casket match. And I just thought it was very odd, but it was all it was all these like bright colours and and really hyped up uh, action, and the commentators just going crazy, and it just drew me in. Mm. And so for a couple of years I watched. Then I sort of fell out of it a bit. I watched this 2000 Royal Rumble on Channel Four purely because I was awake and it was on, and I thought, yeah. well, I did that again. Then I fell out of it again, and then I got in, got back in around 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of, well, 2002, 2003, around the sort of height of Eddie Guerrero's popularity. Yeah. Uh, fell in love with Eddie. Eddie is my idol. You can see his Latino heat box behind me, uh, just on the shelf over there. Oh, yeah, there. I can see it. Over there. That one there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I've just been, I've been in ever since. Hmm. So, yeah, uh, good nearly 20, well, about 25 years I've been in and out of it. Yeah. But I've been solidly in for the last 18 easily. I remember when he when he died, Eddie Guerrero. Um, the oh, the so Friday before um, SmackDown versus Raw came out on the uh, obviously on PlayStation, Xbox, or what you know, all good consoles everywhere. Um, yeah. And I, I just remember the storyline because, like, I for some reason I was really shit at it. Um, <laughs> so uh, what, what happened was basically I ended up with this. You know, usually you go straight into like a title picture, but on this storyline yeah. because I lost at the end or whatever. Uh, ended up with this storyline with Eddie Guerrero, the Undertaker, and the Urn. And what happened was, it was like the... I ended up in that one. Yeah, <laughs> it was the... so clearly I was shit at it as well. Yeah. It was like the most darkest storyline ever because you're sitting there going like, Eddie Guerrero's just been buried alive or whatever, and then like two days later, you're, I was at school and I was being told, oh yeah, Eddie Guerrero's dead. I was thinking, well, I feel partly yeah. responsible for that. Um, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just... no, I, I remember that day all too well. I was just. Um... I was just sat at home. I was living in Oxford at the time. And um, I just got a message from a mate and he was like, mate, Eddie's died. And I was like, what? And I kid you not, I took the day off work. I couldn't go in. Yeah. I was just, I was devastated. Because right. obviously, you know, I'd become a fan of Eddie's through getting back into it. And then I went back and watched all his old stuff, like going through WCW, ECW, AAA, all that. Yeah. I just couldn't believe it. It just—it was like a sucker punch. It really yeah. was. I can't even watch the tribute shows now because they just make me tear up. Yeah, Man. it's just horrible. It's like when, when he won the WWE title. Literally, yeah. there was basically when you looked around that arena, there was literally no Brock Lesnar fans. Everyone, there was not a single person that was unhappy. Yeah. Everyone was off their feet. Everybody, yeah, literally, such a the great moment. crowd just popped like you just saw everybody just jump up at the end. It was, you know. Yeah, and what I particularly ever. liked is the fact that he didn't win the match based on Goldberg's spear. He went up and he hit that frog splash. Mm-hmm. You know, he won it on his terms. Yeah, 
course. It's just a shame he never really got a huge run with it, really. <laughs> yeah. Now, there was that be- he hit this beautiful tornado DDT, if I can remember. Like Brock Lesnar picked him up oh, in the F5. He did, yeah. And he just like basically reversed it. DDT'd into- him onto the belt. Mm. Yeah. That was just Great a moment. beautiful spot. Like, literally, like, <laughs> you're sitting there like, yeah. <laughs> you and know. It, it just came off perfectly as well. Mm. It was like it was meant to happen. Hmm. I remember the, most of the matches basically Brock Lesnar just like you know kneeing him into the chest and just going why don't you die Eddie and things like that and then like and then you know choice of words in uh, hindsight isn't it? yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's like going back to the bloody uh, casket match all over again on the game yeah you know? <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, gives me chills just thinking about it <laughs> yeah <laughs> it happened again like with Benoit though didn't it like there was a part like um, an Undertaker storyline with Benoit and he, said, and he said like something really really like you know harrowing and probably about like three months later or whatever it was probably not three months but I think it was about like yeah. half a year um, yeah that kicked off that that was the one that basically hit me like a ton of like you know I felt like I was punching yeah. the stomach I was there like wow was not I mean, expected. at first it just seemed like some sort of tragic action, like a burglary or something. Mm. And then the next thing you know, it comes out what what Benoit did, and it's it's and that's going to cause debate and controversy for the rest of time. I think because mm. everyone's going to want him to be remembered for his body of work, mm. which he absolutely should be remembered for his body of work. Unfortunately, his personal life overshadows that. That's the problem. Yeah, you know, you you can't make any excuses for a man even under the medical duress he was under, according to all the facts and everything, you still can't make excuses for it. Mm, it's just horrible. Right. Yeah, to this day, I sit here going like, you know, it's, it's one of them things where like, the more and more you learn about it, the more you just question yourself about why the, yeah. you know, that would actually even happen. Exactly. Um, you know, I've, I've seen, I've, I've read reports that said his... Uh, his brain functionality was was worse than that of an 87 year old Alzheimer's patient Mm. which is a harrowing terrifying thought but at the same time he still did those things yeah so I don't know I don't think we'll ever know fully yeah that's fair enough I just hope Daniel Benoit doesn't get shunned from the industry because of it because he's not his dad you know he does want to be under the alias of Chris Benoit Jr. or something, doesn't he? Though know, it's the uh, <laughs> yeah, that's probably not going to help him. Actually, yeah. yeah, he should probably shy away from that. <laughs> it's probably for the best, buddy. If you're listening, you know, yeah. uh, keep yeah, your own name. Don't poke, <laughs> don't poke the bear too much. <laughs> but yeah, man, <laughs> that's such a weird. Yeah, I don't know, but. But yeah, technical wrestlers obviously you still got like you know loads to this day like you know the ones you know oh, yeah. obviously we remember like you know Chris Jericho he's still with us and Dean Malenko, yep. Lance Storm, um, <laughs> obviously Eddie's nephew Chavo you know the list goes on yep. it really really does. And it? you know modern day you've got people like Daniel Bryan who hmm. probably one of the best technical wrestlers in the world. Yeah, well, one of the, um, you know obviously one of the you know the one that you know relates to us the most is William Regal because he's British. Absolutely, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he, he you know, he uh, he was great as well. His character, his whole persona, like, I could talk about Regal for days, you know, um, really could. See, I, I hated his character. Yeah. But then he was supposed to, so I think, he, obviously, looking back, he was doing exactly what he needed to do. It's, yeah. I'm, I'm loving him in this role as NXT GM as well. I think mm. he really plays that well. Hmm. So passionate about it. Yeah. 
it's like you know when you look at people like Jinder Mahal for instance yeah and when he won the title people go well I don't like that you know that that's just that's awful why you know why why is he champion you know he should he he's done the right you know obviously he succeeded very yeah. very well at his job because basically <coughs> people are meant to hate him <laughs> you know yeah like but the problem was it went be it, it transcended heel heat in a way it was it was like mm. real hatred and this is what I don't get from from a, a minority of fans. You know, you get the uh, the internet marks, as we're called. But you get some that are like, oh, you never push anyone new. It's always the same old three guys. It's always Cena, it's Orton, it's, you know, whoever. And then they put the title on someone new, like Jinder, and they're like, oh, why have you done that? Oh, that's ridiculous. And it's like, well, can I win? You know? <laughs> What, what do you want you know <laughs> tell us who you wanted to put it on that's what we'll do and they'd probably still complain yeah it's, it's a hard thing to get right man I've I, I got a soft spot for Jinder Mahal because I, I just love 3MB I have I thought his run was brilliant actually yeah. <laughs> I've got a lot of time I mean it, it, it um, you know it, it was it was different it was unique he ran, he ran with the title in a way that few have before hmm. I thought it was a decent run and if it, even at that, I mean, let's face it, that's the only world title when he's ever going to have. Yeah. But what a way to do it. I mean, knocking off Randy Orton, hmm. going on a six-month run, he, can't ask for much more than that. He held the, the US title for like probably about, like, I can't remember how, he won it at WrestleMania. Oh, it wasn't long, was it? It was about a month or two, if, if memory serves. Yeah, it was like the most pointless like run of a, you know, a US champion ever. And then he ever. disappeared from TV. So. Yeah. You know, you're sitting there like, what? what's he actually done as, you know, US champion? It's like, it was like when Kevin Owens won the US title, you know, um, and he become the face of America, and then that, that storyline just stopped. Yeah. And you're sitting here today going like, what actually happened with that? And then like, I can't literally physically remember what actually happened with that storyline. I mean, I like... think it's the same with a lot of US champions. I mean, if you think about it, Ricochet held the US title did nothing with it hmm. Kalisto held it twice again nothing really came of it it's it's almost like a throwaway title in a sense it's, or at least it was it seems to be getting some prominence back now hmm. what with the redesign and everything but yeah I think for the most part it was just like well here's a title you can hold and put on some matches with it didn't seem to have storylines hmm. but then if you go back to the old days you had JBL that was holding it you had Booker T defending it and well Randy Orton defending it for Booker T in the best of seven series mm-hmm. and, and things like that so it has got that history but for whatever reason just lately it really doesn't seem to yeah yeah like when, when Apollo Crews won it was great to see he actually you know they actually done oh, something with him like That's you know because this man, but Apollo Crews, if you know, uh, if you've got this far and you don't like wrestling, then I applaud you. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Apollo Crews is basically a dude who he, he's like he's built like a brick shit house, and yeah. he can do like um, Hits front like flips, a moves like a cruiserweight. Yeah, so he can he can do crazy flips, which basically there's a move called the shooting star press, uh, which is basically a backwards flip, but he does it forwards. Uh, you know, it's weird to describe. That's the only way to describe it. So he, he a forward moving backflip. There we go. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Like moves like that, and he, this guy's like built. I think he's like two six five pounds. So two hundred and forty pounds easily, yeah. possibly more. Yeah. And he's so just... to be able to do that is impressive. I mean, let's face it. Brock Lesnar tried it and landed square on his face. <laughs> so. <laughs> Have you ever seen videos of him like hitting it perfect? It's, it's one of the most beautiful things you'll ever see in your life. And yet the one that lives on most is the one where he just landed on his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I just always remember because like, yeah, like you know when they did the don't try this at home thing you know, I think that was like one of the first clips they yeah, put in yeah, there yeah. it was so, like, right, quickly yeah. followed up by Shane McMahon being thrown through a glass wall if I remember correctly <laughs> yeah, it sounds about right it's just there you sit there like well uh, you know yeah, don't, don't, well, don't try wasn't gunny, but you made it look really cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't put your little brother halfway across the room and then try and do a <laughs> a backwards flip running forward. <laughs> yeah, I, I, le- I learned that the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like some of these people, they they can do some crazy things. But yeah, it was nice to actually see Apollo Cruz actually do something. It was. I mean, obviously, he didn't hold it for very long because mm. obviously the hurt business seemed to be on a roll. I mean, that's really revived MB- MVP. Mm. So that's been impressive. It's not um, only about that, but he's actually. Took four, like three other people who were doing absolutely nothing and made them relevant. You know, exactly. I mean, Cedric Alexander was was huge in the CWC a few years back, mm. to the point where people were chanting for them to be signed. They signed him, and then he did basically nothing for a while. <laughs> well, yeah. unless you well, unless you count winning the cruiserweight title before yeah. it was relevant. <laughs> so <clears throat> it's nice to see him getting a push now, and you know, MVP's doing a good job of putting that group across as a big powerful unit really hmm. yeah. <coughs> I always remember um, that I was at Wrestlemania 33 you know you have a Wrestlemania access um, yeah <laughs> uh, we went to like you know the NXT at 205 live stage whatever it was and uh, yeah he, he was uh, just about to take over from someone and everyone's standing there going who the bloody hell is this you know and he just felt <laughs> so bad and it was Cedric Alexander and I was like oh shit is it yeah you know a few people got their phones out like <laughs> My mate Mike's going to be so jealous of this. I was there like, yeah, you're second to go, didn't know you. Mate, was, I'm just so. jealous you went to WrestleMania. You know, that's that is my dream one day. <laughs> I've been yeah. to two, unfortunately. But uh, oh yeah, sure, just keep rubbing that in. Yeah, yeah they they were two of the best ones as well. It was 31 and 33. So <laughs> I mean, I've been to two NXT takeovers, but yeah. that's about it. I went to the first, the one the first one in London mm-hmm. uh, when Balor was champion, defended against Joe. Yep. And then I went to the Cardiff UK takeover. Oh, nice. Which is where I first saw my my first ever WWE title change, which was exciting. <laughs> so but was that was a crazy time. day because obviously we went to Cardiff, saw the NXT takeover show, and then we went straight to uh, Grosvenor Casino about five miles away where they were doing a pay-per-view party for All Out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so me and my mate, we went from... We, we obviously we travelled up on the day, got there about two hours before, mm-hmm. went to the show, got out of there, went to the casino, and spent another six hours watching all out. <laughs> so, <laughs> we booked in for a hostel by the, for the night. By the time we got back there, it was about half five in the morning. We were knackered. We had to be out by night. <laughs> so <laughs> it was a waste of time. Really, we could have just stayed up all night. Man, you, you know what they call a wrestling diehard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was a, it was a massive day. It was like a, a long day of wrestling. There was about four or five hours at NXT, followed by five or six with AEW. Okay. Although I did meet Johnny Storm that night, so you know. Oh, he's the Wonder Kid. He's great. He's from uh, Harlow, yeah. uh, around you know about ten minute drive from me. He's yeah. great. <laughs> Charged me like fifteen and quid for about, an autograph once, but. <laughs> <laughs> and then about two weeks later, I met Jody Fleisch. So I met the, the, the two of them quite quick succession. That so. guy. Jody Fleisch, he's probably about 50, but he's... <laughs> he's about 40 now, I think, because oh, okay. I saw him at a local show down here in Bournemouth. Yeah. And um, 
I went up to him after the show and I was like, I have to say, you probably hear this a lot. It isn't a real honour to be in the same room as you. Yeah. That you're, you're basically one of the fathers of British wrestling's revival. Mm. And he was like, well, I don't know about that, but I appreciate it all the same. <laughs> and But this is this is why he was puffing down a cigarette. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it keeps him so healthy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like you, know, you said about it just then, uh, British wrestling, like it's become absolutely huge um, within like the last few years. It got yeah. that popular. The WWE were like, you know, we can't have this. You know, we're we're going to take over. <laughs> <laughs> essentially, yeah, they didn't. They don't like a, a pie to be baking that they don't have a slice of. Mm. Essentially, you know, they they want to be in on everything. And that, to be honest, it's it's good business sense. You know, if there's somewhere that's hot, you want to be involved in it. Um, but I think, you know, as, as, as great as NXT UK is and what it's done for the industry in general, mm-hmm. it has taken away a little bit from what British wrestling has done by itself. Mm. So, you know, I mean, when ICW first came down into England, I went to the Southampton show and it was amazing. And then the mm. next thing you know, there's Rev Pro popping up again. Progress is making waves. There's loads of little independents all around like the, the regional areas. But we had two or three down here. Um, one's gone under now for reasons that I can't go into um, and then the other one was run by Josh Bodum and he's not been seen since the referee incident yeah. so you know whilst it's not whilst it's dying off a little bit now at the time it was a huge thing for British wrestling to revive itself essentially mm-hmm. and it's good for the business as well because you need more people coming through yeah I, I remember my first ever ICW show, and Jesus Christ, that ending. I don't, I don't really know how to describe it. It, um, it. Basically, it was a fatal four-way match between Grado, Damo, uh, Jack Jester, and Drew McIntyre, or Drew Gallagher yeah. at the time. Um, and uh, what happened was, uh, I think Drew won it, and uh, well, oh, Damo won it, of course, because he was champion. Um, and then, like, obviously, the Black Label came out afterwards and just pummeled the hell out of Grado and Damo. Uh, and what happened was uh, some guy uh, they were cutting a heel promo over, so this guy just launched a beer at them and uh, <laughs> next thing you know k- kid you not Wolfgang and Bram I think it was uh, was it Bram? I think it was Bram uh, it sounds very similar to what I went to yeah was it in this London? Was, this wasn't in Bournemouth was it? no nah, nah. oh. it was in London and uh Wolfgang and Bram. Because those same four were involved in an incident at Bournemouth one I went to. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I, they, literally, Wolfgang and Bram got out of the ring, jumped into the audience, and nowhere of lie, just, I think they just absolutely destroyed this guy. And then like loads That's of people real. just decided, like, oh, fuck this, and just threw their beers in. And they just got absolutely like drenched in beers because they couldn't beat everyone at once. And Drew McIntyre no, going, you should respect me, fuck you all, whatever. And, um... It was, it was yeah, it was mind blowing. And then Jack Jester told me to suck his dick, so I said, "Call me," but he never called me back. <laughs> dick move. Um, it's a bit really. Yeah, <laughs> it's like leave me hanging. Um, and then a few months later, I went to a WCPW show, met Drew, and uh, well, I think about a couple of years later it was actually. And I turned around to him and went like, "Mate, I was at that show, you know, in London." He was there like, "And you survived?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> And, like, it, you know, it was quite funny. He was like, and that guy, Jesus Christ, he is built, like... <sighs> oh, God, yeah, I've, I've, I've been up close with Drew, and he is... he That man has got muscles in places I didn't know I had places. 
<laughs> he is huge. Like literally, he's about seven foot, and he's probably like literally like in muscle. He's the size of a he bus. Is, he's eight fifteen <laughs> and built like two brick shit houses. Yeah. You know, he's, he's I, absolutely massive. The, the, the messes loves him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it when I first saw him because like you, you saw like when he was like obviously in his first WWE run, he was just like this, like he just looked quite skinny. And he looked like it. a twelve year old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, then, and now you look at him, the guy is absolutely hench. <laughs> What what makes someone more intimidating? A badass beard, you know. So, well, like, absolutely. Yeah. Clearly, we're pulling that off. You yeah. Know? Mate, we're we're two good looking cats. Uh, he, uh, you just sit there, go, wow. He just didn't expect it, you know. Like, and now he's just absolutely huge, and you say, like, go on, Drew. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's done really well for himself, obviously, to have. You know, come out of that first WWE run, he could have just sort of faded away and, oh, that's my shot, done. But what he's done is he's gone and he's, he's done, you know what, I'm going to make you guys realise what a mistake it was to let me go. Mm. And then he's gone all around the world, he's been the TNA champion, he's been uh, Evolve champion, He's 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 gone everywhere and done everything. Mm. And rightly so, he's getting his reward now. Mm. Which, yeah, like you said... It's absolutely incredible. And I think, is he a three-time WA champion now, or is he two-time? Two-time now. Two-time, yeah. Because uh, they interrupted his run for that brief Randy Orton ego-pleaser. Yeah. You know. <laughs> no idea what that was about, but... Yeah, I, I don't get it. It was completely pointless. But then so are a lot of the things that Vince seems to do these days. <laughs> I sat there at home watching it go like, really? <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of got to the point where I don't really watch Raw or SmackDown anymore because I'm just like I can't keep up with it. Mm. You know, it, it must change on the fly every day because it just it's so hard to keep up with. <laughs> like SmackDown, I've all, uh, well, to be fair, I've always done it with both of them. I just go on YouTube and just watch the highlights of the ones I want. Probably the better way to do it, to be mm. honest. Mm. I mean, who's got two or three hours at a time to sit and watch? Several shows back to back. I I certainly don't. I think I think Jack Wilkie put it like too you know easiest like saying there's just too much wrestling. <laughs> like yeah, we've gone from like not having enough to like too much. You know it was like we are literally spoiled for choice now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just say like yeah, don't know what to watch and just say like. Well, this is it. Unfortunately, I'm in a position where I have to watch quite a lot because you know I need to be knowing what's going on and stuff. It's just. Oh, honestly, it's hard to keep up with. <laughs> Let's get on to the website then. So so tell us more. How, how, how did it start? <clears throat> so um, it, it came about uh, early August. Um, a friend a friend of mine uh, from Yorkshire, but I don't hold that against him. It's, it's not his fault. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he got in contact and he was like, oh, mate, I've got, a, I've got an idea that I want to run and I think you'll want to get involved. I was like, all right, go on then. So he runs past me this idea for a website where instead of just pandering to the hot people at the time and whatnot, we actually tell it how it is, regardless of what it looks like. And, you know, we do all our own content, Mm -hmm. news articles, that sort of thing. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'm in. He goes, what do you mean you're in? I said, yeah, I'll buy in. I'll go go in, partner up with you. He goes, oh, that was easy. And uh, from there on, you know, we, we built the website and we went live 24th of August and uh, we've been doing really good numbers ever since. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's going really well. I mean, we're three months in and 
we're just shy of ten thousand visits this month. Damn, that's really good, actually. Like, so it's it's gone it's gone really well very quickly. Hmm. Yeah, like, um, what what's been your proudest work on it? <laughs> oh, I tell you what, it's. I mean, I'm proud of all the work I do on it. Everything mm. I write, I'm, I put my heart and soul into. But I have to say, I, I did a, a five-piece uh, article on the history of the original World Heavyweight Championship. Mm. So, you know, we're going back to, like, the 1900s. And that went down really well. It's like it's like the sec- one of the, the first chapter is actually the second highest viewed article on the site. Oh, nice. Uh, it was the top highest until yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of our guys put up an Undertaker quiz and that's just gone through the roof. Oh, really? Um, so, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the, the World Heavyweight title thing, it just it took off. People were loving it. We get so many good reviews mm. that we've got a little fan base now as well. Um, we've got one guy who comments on all our articles because he's just like, I love what you guys are doing. No one else is doing this. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. There's very few websites that are doing what we do, which is, you know, producing original content. Mm-hmm. On a, on a weekly basis we've got so I, I do my history articles every Monday and then we've got um, my, my friend Ads who's the co-owner of the website he does a series called Were They Really That Good so he'll go back and look at someone and go and go through their body of work judge them solely on that and decide whether they're any good or not hmm. and so far he's done Hulk Hogan he's done Warrior he's done Dusty Rhodes British Bulldog uh, Axe and Smash, or no, not Axe and Smash. Sorry, the other ones. Road Warriors. Uh, the Road Warriors. I always get those two mixed up. <laughs> That's the ones, yeah. Both games. And yeah, it's just um, we we have quit. Uh, we have a quiz every Wednesday. We do up to date news as much as we can. It's just and podcasts. We do a prediction league. We, we're doing everything we can. It just seems to really resonate well with the fan base. Hmm. It's very true because like the amount of wrestling websites you go on, and they are just basically just dirt sheets. Um, yeah. So obviously, you know, with yours, it's obviously a different take because it's not a and dirt that's sheet. That's exactly what we wanted. Yeah, we yeah. we wanted to be able to provide the up to date news, but you know, not every bit of news. You know, we didn't want to be sitting there going, "Oh, I don't know, Alexa Bliss has gone outside her house and." you know kicked a dog we didn't want to be just putting stuff like that we wanted to cherry pick the best bits of news and put them up Mm. alongside our original content because as you say no one's doing that Mm. you know no one's doing big articles on the history of of world championships or how this company got started whether this person was any good going into depth on this rivalry that rivalry you know we wanted to be something different Mm -hmm. something that fans could go to and think okay that looks interesting let's go with that and I think we're achieving that, to be honest. It's, it's like, you know, the nice thing about it, because people could just go onto Wikipedia and have a look at that, you know, the things, but obviously you're doing it in your own words, so it's actually nice to see that, exactly. you know... Uh... I mean, don't get me wrong, obviously we have to do our research, and a lot of our mm. research does come from places like Wikipedia or other things we find yeah. online. But it's putting it into a way that you're just not, you're not just reading an encyclopedia page. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You know, you've got to put your own spin on it. You've got to inject your own personality into the, into what you write. And I think, you know, for the most part, we do that. Hmm. No, uh, you know, um, it's just, you know, obviously, that just, you know, it really does sound incredible. What's, what's the name of the website so everyone at home can hear? It's, uh, it's realwrestling.net. Real wrestling. <laughs> Real wrestling. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like I said, we've been going for about three months. Mm-hmm. 
and it, it, you know we've we've been really lucky actually in some respects we we run our first competition about a month ago yeah. uh, we gave away a wrestle crate oh nice and uh that went down really well so and it turned out our, our winner was someone very prominent in the wrestling scene as well so <laughs> I, I can't go into details on no, who cool. or, or what yeah. but um yeah so whoever, the guy who won it is gonna help boost us even further that's incredible so yeah it, it was a stroke of luck in that part um you know, we, we've got partnerships with a couple of Facebook pages with big followers so we can expand the name and get it out there more. Mm-hmm. Um, the Predictions podcast on YouTube are doing quite well. Mm-hmm. You know, we're up to about 100 subscribers there in, in a short space of time. We've only really been doing the podcast for about a month and a half. Yeah. So it's, 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 it, we've started strong, but it's about maintaining that and keeping the good times going. Of course, yeah. Well, that's that's incredible because like, I remember like um, when we were younger, me and my friends. We uh, when I say younger, it's probably about like uh, yeah, last week. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think we started probably about four years ago now. But we started a show on uh, YouTube called Loose Trunks. It was evidently right. loose women. I remember this. Yeah, but uh, for wrestling and like we 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 got like we 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 just promoted the the Facebook page too much. We never actually yeah. really got any views on like the actual YouTube channel, which you know, which we were trying to do, and yeah. it just felt like you know we just put a lot of hard work into it for like nothing really in the end. But we we had like obviously I wouldn't change any of the times because at the end of the day like we had such a good laugh doing it, and like yeah. you know it was basically it was just lads just getting around just talking about wrestling it's like that you know that that sounds like incredible to me you know like I, that's exactly what you want isn't mm. it you know. Uh, yeah, uh, again, it's it's one of those things you need to strike that balance between promoting one too much and one not enough. Mm. Uh, it, it is a day by day process of learning, you know, what to do next. But you know, you you got to take the rough with the smooth, all right. So we haven't really got many Facebook likes in the last month. Yeah. But our YouTube count has gone gone up massively. Mm. So you can uh, say so you have to sort of take it as, as it comes, really. Mm. I think the thing is one of them things is because like most people have a Facebook, but a lot of people don't actually have a YouTube account. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the problem, exactly. isn't it? You know, so you have to try and convince people to actually sign up to YouTube to like you know watch your stuff. And I remember like in the end, I become one of them really annoying pricks who went on like because um, I was running the loose trunks Twitter. I still do, but you know, you never use. I only use it just to promote this podcast by like just retweeting my tweets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, what would happen in the, you know is basically we'd we'd. Um, uh, like you know i'd had to just you know follow loads of people who like wrestling and just you yeah. know inbox them saying hey wrestling fan you should you know sign up here you know to watch you know all these shows and to be fair with you we got up to like a hundred uh subscribers because of that so you know that that was yeah you know it took a lot of hard work of just copy and pasting a message but it was just there trying to actually find wrestling fans who exactly yeah um- a lot of people don't realise that, that that part of it can actually be quite time consuming. You think to yourself, oh, it's just like you say, it's just copying and pasting. But there is actually a bit more to it than that. You know, it's not as simple as that because you're constantly doing it. Hmm. So it does get very time consuming very quickly. But it is about, you know, committing to it and doing what needs to be done. Course, Otherwise, yeah. it's not going to go anywhere, is it? Hmm. Um, so yeah, what, what what do you see like with with the website in the future anyway? So where where you, like you know obviously you've you've got you know in contact with, with someone who's quite prominent in the UK wrestling world, so that's good. Yeah. 
uh, what what's you know what's the next plan? What's the next step? <laughs> oh, to be honest, I, I don't know what the next step is because we're doing so well so quickly hmm. that we're just sort of taking it a day at a day a day at a time. Really, <laughs> did you expect um, it to like take off that quickly? Then or no, what? no, <laughs> not at all. I expected us to be languishing for a few months, hmm. but the problem is as well when you when you start so well, you expect it to carry on. Hmm. Um, you know. I think we, we probably have dropped off a little bit compared to where we were mm-hmm. at the start, but that's natural. And it's it's only in like, I think it's because we've got such a diverse range of things on the site now that it's not just one or two things that people are choosing from. They're going back and looking at other things. And, mm. you know, it probably, it, pro- it probably not, it's just probably not dropping off really. It's probably just my own anxiety in that respect. Um, where do we go from here? I don't know. I mean, we're, we're really hyping up the, the YouTube side of things. We're on 91 subscribers. I've right. just checked, yeah. um, which is incredible. It's, it's 90 more than I thought we'd have at this point. So, and I thought the one we'd have would be me. So, you know, <laughs> I think we're doing, I think we're doing great numbers. Yeah. Um, you know, we've had nearly 24,000 visits to the site since it's, uh, since it went live. Mm-hmm. Where do we go next? I don't know. Yeah. I really don't. But I would like to think we can get to the point where, you know, we're becoming a sort of a. I'd like to get the stage of cultaholic, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, that'd you be know, cool. <laughs> if we could get up to their sort of size, I'd I'd be happy with that yeah. because that would be huge. I would love at some point in the future to run a to run a card. Yeah. Under the under the real wrestling banner, if it could be done, <laughs> but that's. That's way off in the future at the moment. Hey, you know, it's one of them things to achieve. You got to believe, right? You know, that's the uh... absolutely. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, Cody Rhodes and all that did it with all elite. Mm-hmm. So, you know, why not us? Exactly. Yeah. Like, have you have you got your dream card already, like written down? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a few names uh, in in mind for it. Yeah. Mm. Um, my my own personal favourite on the UK scene is uh, Eddie Ryan. I'd love him to appear on the card if it could ever happen. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got an interview coming up with him in the next few weeks, so looking forward to that. Uh, Fleisch versus Storm. You, you couldn't have a British card without that on it, in my yeah. opinion, because even at their age now, they would still tear the house down. Of course, yeah. Uh, Joel Redman. I'd love to get him on the show. Yep. I think he'd be brilliant. Just, I mean... If I was going to do it, I wouldn't. I would try not to import talent. I would want to showcase the best of British. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Because there is an awful lot of talent here that doesn't get the time it deserves. Hmm. Uh, a good thing about you know British wrestlers, uh, a lot of them you know you can reach out to, and they'll be more than happy to like you know talk to you and things like that. Like uh, soon yeah. enough, we've got uh, we're going to be having Dean Allmark on the show. Uh, oh yeah, I remember Dean. So it'll be quite cool to have him on, like you know, uh, just hear about his career, basically, you know, tearing down the house at you know Butlins and Haven, uh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, just just you know just hearing about that really, and uh, yeah, I think that'd be really 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 sweet. Um, but yeah, we've we've had like some other wrestlers on. We've had like uh, one of the trainers of uh, our local wrestling school called Drop Kicks, uh, Lucas yep. Jackson. He's uh, uh, been recorded, so another wrestler called Caden Lay. Um, from yeah. Wales, so yeah, like literally, they're all really, really fucking cool guys, and it's, it's you know, so far it's been really cool doing this, just just to hear people's well, stories, you know. We actually, we actually count a former professional wrestler amongst our contributors on the site as well. Is it yourself? It's it's not me. I'm uh, I've st- I've stopped my training for the moment. 
Yeah, fair um, enough. What with COVID and everything. Yeah. Uh, no, do you? I don't know if you remember from L. It's another LV guy, Robert mm-hmm. Wilson. No. Long ginger hair. You might not. Uh, he was Bournemouth based, so it's possible you might not know him. Fair enough. You might have been there. But he was on. Time. He was on the. Um, he was on the wrestling group as well. Okay. And uh, he trained. Uh, was briefly a wrestler for about a year. And uh, he is actually a former champion. Uh, where is he? No, I can't find him. No, um, Rob was a uh, uh, an Anarchy Rules champion for a local company down here. <laughs> That's badass. It is quite funny so, when you hear that, like you know, when you have like you know, local friend, and you know, just, oh yeah, that's my friend. He's a wrestler. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, on our on our website, we've got an about us page. He's on there with the belt, and uh, yeah, former champ amongst our midst. He does um, he does fantasy matchups, so he'll write matches between people that never fought mm-hmm. from his perspective as a wrestler, and you know, book who would win and things like that. Yeah, that's gone down pretty well. Nice. Uh, yeah, so you uh, earlier on you well technically I don't know. Yeah, I'll start this again. Um, so you um <laughs> you obviously you you know you trained to become a wrestler yourself. Yeah. Yeah. How how was that for you? Um, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Um, unfortunately, obviously because of COVID uh, and other things that happened, which I, again I can't go into uh, for legal reasons. Um, unfortunately it got it got ended um, but I went to about three or four classes and I had my first match and it was great you know it felt right I was I was just re- really enjoying it, even though I was coming out of it every day aching and yeah. you know not sure I'd be able to walk the next day <laughs> and I don't think I ever want to do a, another Hindu push up again <laughs> if, you, if you know what those are yeah um, but yeah, I loved it, and I would absolutely love to get back involved with it at some point. Yeah. Um, you know, once restrictions are lifted to the point where we can. Hmm. Uh, there's a school in Salisbury run by Joel Redman, which I will be looking to join uh, as soon as I'm in a bit better shape, and uh, obviously we're allowed outside again. Of course, yeah. Like, <laughs> um, didn't your uh, partner train with you as well? Um, what on the website? Uh, I thought I thought she was a uh, like you know trained to become a wrestler like with you as well. Oh no no my my wife would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> she hates she hates the fact that I'm so into wrestling. You know. <laughs> yeah, that much. Yeah. I mean, she she's not a big fan of my belt collection. How many have you got? Come on, tell the world. Twelve. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine just like all around this room, like you know you're you're just laying in bed like yeah, yeah. you know with your belts and well. Until we moved in our hall, in our hallway, our old place, I had them all lined up on the wall. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've got, I've got the one on, the, I've got the one you've got behind you, mm-hmm. which is the world title. In there, I've got that. Uh, I've got the Ring of Honor world title, the the one that Cody held, uh, the NWA world title. That yep. was hard to get hold of. Uh, IWGP, AEW, NXT, North American, NXT tag. Mm-hmm. This one, the US title. I've even got a never open weight title, mate. <laughs> and I'm not even sure how I even won that because apparently I won a raffle that I don't remember entering. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you obviously you're just very lucky. <laughs> and it's, 
it doesn't even stop there. I've got my little girl into it as well. So she's got like seven or eight belts herself. Oh, no way. Mostly the, um, mostly the kiddies ones, but she's got one kid-sized replica of the Universal title. Nice. Um, I've had, I've had side plates made for my UK title. Oh, yeah. Because that was actually a wedding gift for my wife. <laughs> so she's actually very much involved in this. Yeah. It's her fault. <laughs> she can hate on it all she wants, but she's an, you know, an instigator. Yeah, she, as well. she caused half of this, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've got, I've got side plates made for that commemorating the mm-hmm. wedding. Um, just, yeah, I've just got, I've, I've got, an ins- I've got a Money in the Bank briefcase over on the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, I collect wrestle crates and I've got, I've, I've collected that since the first one. I've got pretty much every DVD they've ever released under my bed. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's, it's safe to say I'm obsessed. Yeah, I'll tell you what I started collecting again when um, we went into lockdown originally. I started collecting Hasbro's again, right? And the problem was oh, right. the prices just shot up of them. Like, yeah, um, it was just there, like, wow, like lockdown, literally, like, and everywhere you went as well, like, you know, um, we'd have a few shops, like, you know, in a few areas in Essex uh, that we'd yeah. go to, and they'd even say, yeah, we checked this on eBay, and it's obviously it's just shot up, it's mental, like, and you say, like, well, this is the thing, a lot of them, I, I know that obviously. As, as figures stop being made and are discontinued they mm. start to gain in their worth but there's so many coming out at the moment and people are like shipping over large amounts of the AEW ones mm. and yet they're still just the, the, the costs are still just spiralling it's like so what are they going to be worth when they stop making them if they're already going for these prices now I remember a good old Jack Pacific <laughs> one where like it was £5 for yeah. a Ruthless Aggression or £10 for a Deluxe one and then now it's just £20 a pop for a figure you're like <laughs> And half the time, they don't even really look like who they're supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, that's the embarrassing <laughs> thing. Whereas... My little one's got a Seth Rollins one. It looks more like one of those English teachers you see in middle school. <laughs> you know? It's more like Peter Avalon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it look, that's exactly who it looks like. It looks like Peter Avalon. That's exactly it. <laughs> Any minute, I'm going to walk in a room and it's just going to go, shh. You know? <laughs> well, uh... I paid thirty quid for Yokozuna loose. So I was just saying, like, well, you know what, I need oh, him, Lord. so uh, it's it's more of an investment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you can call it that, and, and you're happy and you sleep at night, what what more do you need? <laughs> exactly. <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> I, I've just got like so many figures like still in their boxes, and I'm just saying, like, I don't know even know what I'm going to do with them and things like that. And obviously, I've got the few signed. Like, I've got Virgil, Scott Hall, Edge, Razor Ramon, Shawn Michaels, Rick. Bret Hart, Chris Jericho, and Jimmy Hart. I have got an absolutely ridiculous uh, binder full of autographed photos and whatnot. It is insane. Um, for anyone who hasn't had a wrestle crate before, <laughs> that's the one. I love <laughs> I, if I open mine, they'll all fall out because there's that many of them. I don't think the, the folder could take it stood up. <laughs> but with wrestle crate, you get one or two every month. So yeah. like, it's just literally just gradually filled up. You do, you do get some, like, you know, good autographs. And they even throw in, like, you know, WWE ones. I don't know how real they are, oh, but... Yeah. <laughs> but... I mean, I mean I've mean i got Bret Hart twice. I don't know how, but I have. <laughs> uh, Hangman Page, I've got him. MJF, Jericho, Shawn Michaels. You know, they, they, at some point, they've all put themselves in, so... Mm. And you know, WrestleCrate do a great do a great service as well. You know, I've I've never missed one. I've done it for five years, 
and I'm probably going to do it for the next five because every month it's always just something that you wouldn't expect. Mm. Um, although this month they put a Kylie Ray t-shirt in, no, I felt, felt that was really poorly timed, but never mind. <laughs> Retired, isn't she? <laughs> yeah. Man. Strange situation that, but you know, her health comes first, obviously. Of course, yeah. Yeah, uh, so apart from like, you know, we, we've discussed wrestling for a good old uh, 45 minutes. What else have you got, you know, that keeps you going in life? Uh, well, so I've got my family, um, you know, I've got my little girl, she's six, um, very excited about Christmas. <laughs> um, obviously the wife. I think uh, Christmas is what everybody needs right now because of like, you know, what a shit year it's been and you know, you can't. It's been a terrible year. Yeah. So yeah, you got your family. Um, what, what else is, uh, you know, uh, helping you through COVID? It's been, it's been a very strange nine months. I mean, um. I've had to deal with quite a lot over the last few months, well, the last year or so. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry? Uh, unfortunately, my mum passed away about a year and a half, two years ago. That sucks. I lost and, mine uh, three years, so I don't know how you feel there. It's horrible, but obviously it's been, it was dealing with the fallout from that and, uh, yeah, settling her estate and things like that. It mm. was, that kept me busy. Um yeah, I mean, it didn't help that I actually had uh, a bit of a mental breakdown uh, just before as well. Hmm. So I actually ended up, up off work for three months uh, because I just, I couldn't function. Hmm. Um, LV were fantastic to me in that time though, you know, they were on they were on top of it. Oh yeah, they're fucking fantastic when it comes to it, yeah. Like, I've been there in the past where I'm just saying like, look, ugh. I think, you know, uh, during lockdown, I've become depressed and literally they were so, you know, uh, you know, great. They, they literally just said, look, just take as much time as you need off. Yeah. They went through the medication with me and things like that. And, you know, I, I couldn't be more, you know, thankful for my boss, really. You know, they, yeah. they, they've really got a good, you know, thing for their employees. Yeah, they have. And, you know, I was so very thankful for the support they gave in a time that ended up being very traumatic because obviously, you know, hmm. um, I was signed off with uh, anxiety and depression <clears throat> and then two weeks later my mum died and it was just uh, you know it was just compounding misery upon misery hmm. um, but yeah through through the you know good support from my, my wife and you know, my family uh, support from work and you know with the help of doctors I, I got through it um, I still have good days and bad days but that's to be expected. With, yeah, it's know, all a healing process, that, really, isn't it? Still, like you know, it is. Yeah. And you know, if I can take, if I can give one bit of advice to anyone who is or has had those problems, it definitely helps to talk about it because hmm. a lot of people will hold it in, and I just don't think that's healthy. Course, yeah. <clears throat> you know, you, you've got to talk about a problem <clears throat> to get it out there so that it can be solved. And uh, yeah. yeah, so that that was. Uh, and yeah, we you know we, we pretty much just got around, we just just got everything settled with my mum's estate and everything. And three days later, lockdown hit. So yeah, <laughs> that was a nightmare. Another kick in the balls, really. Yeah. Right. It was. But at least I still had football to watch, so it was all yeah. Good. <laughs> at least, at least until that decided to stop as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> what team are you a fan of? I'm a Bournemouth fan. You're a Bournemouth fan, yeah. Bournemouth yeah. AFC. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not so happy us going down last season, but it was expected. To be honest, we were terrible for the last six months of the year. Uh, if it makes you feel uh, any better, uh, my mum uh, happens to be a northerner, 
uh, me and my brother had to grow up being Bolton Wanderer fans. So, uh, oh, I that. feel alright now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was an interesting you must childhood. Be tearing your hair out. <laughs> It was it was every day at school where you had constantly having West Ham fans come up to you going, "Why do you support Bolton? They're shit." It's like I know they're shit. <laughs> what what else do you want me to say? <laughs> well, if I followed my father's suit, I'd have been a Swindon fan. Ah, fair enough. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? I mean, it's a good thing I wasn't because when I lived in Oxford, they have a huge rivalry with with Swindon mm-hmm. uh, to the point where my first day living in Oxford. I saw a Swindon fan being chased down the street by five Oxford fans. Oh, God. <laughs> and I thought, Christ, I'm glad my dad ain't here. <laughs> <laughs> it was, would have been violent. Man. I, 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 um, me and my brother, we, we went uh, ended up going to Bolton versus Millwall once. And you know oh. that, that reputation that Millwall have, like, you know, they aren't badass. I was going to say, to quote Drew McIntyre, and you survived. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I've been quite fortunate in life. Um, the, the fact of the matter is as well, like, you know, we it was like we had to get on the train with all the fans because we're from the area, and we had to get yeah. the train back with all the fans because, yet again, we are from the area. Um, from the area yeah. <laughs> and like, my, uh, at the end of the day, the Millwall fans are really cool with us. Uh, I remember, like, the only problem we had was my brother going, uh, like, you know, uh, like you saw everyone, like, tap their uh, thingy, uh, their, uh, like, card to get through on the train trains or whatever and then this yeah. one guy just basically had a ticket but my brother just went oh typical Millwall fan you know not paying or whatever and he was like mate you've got a ticket you want to fuck off and was, you know that's, that's the story there but like it was the funniest thing about it is basically you go are you home or away fans we're like oh we're away fans and like listen to your accent like uh okay and they go like uh, follow follow around or whatever you know and you've got to go through like this this like you know just fenced off area and you're just looking like at the outskirts of like this really, really horrible place, you know. And you're just thinking, yeah. oh god, we're gonna die, we're gonna die, we're gonna die. <laughs> you know, it's the most scariest thing ever. But you know, when you got in the, you know, the stadium was all right. To be fair, um, yeah. I, what was the other thing about it? Um, I know it was. We went to see Bolton versus West Ham once as well, and uh, we come out of the stadium, uh, and they went, "Oh, guys, your coaches are to like the left." Or was that like we went? Uh, we're from Essex. We went, oh, good luck getting home there, mate. We're like, Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've not even been to a Bournemouth home game for probably about ten years. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I think I think my last one I went to was a three 0 win over Exeter, mm-hmm. and that was when we were in League One. Um, you know, and then since then, obviously we went up, and it's just been impossible to get tickets because we've got quite a small ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, it only holds just shy of twelve thousand. So, you know, season ticket holders are about five or six thousand of those, and then mm-hmm. the general sale they have a point system. So unless you've been before, you can't really get in on it. Cool, yeah. <laughs> so I've not been into Dean Court since about two thousand and nine, <laughs> unless you count the England game I went to. <laughs> Well, happy days. You want to see England live? <laughs> well, it was against Germany, and we lost two one. Yeah. It was the under twenty ones, but yeah, it was good. It was a good day out. I, I I've been to a question. couple of. I went to two um, Southampton games though. Yeah. Um, first one. Well, both times I was sat in with the Southampton supporters, which was really great. Um, first time was a nil nil draw, mm-hmm. and I knew it was well. We had a chance to win it in the last few minutes, and Ranty just skied a penalty, and I knew he would. <laughs> And then the second one we went to, we lost 2-1. Oh. So you can imagine, there's me sat there, Bournemouth shirt on, all the Southampton fans around me going, hey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just there like, shut up, go away. 
Oh, I love that. Oh, man. Well, what else you got? Like, you know, I can see you've got some Funko Pops in the background. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the missus used to be very much into collecting those. Uh, at one point, she had pretty much the entire Game of Thrones collection. Nice. Um, even the, the really expensive ones that she would end up winning on raffles and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, she's she sold the majority of them now to fund the wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's now just got the the two couples that she loves most, which is uh, Cal Drogo and Khaleesi, and then Jack and Sally. So she's loving those. Um, you can probably see just uh, over here mm-hmm. these colourful books right here. That's my anime book collection. Nice. Uh, Sword Art Online is my big thing. Uh, I've got the little and into Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. She's loving that. Um, I literally just bought all of that the other day because I was just thought, ah, you know what? What else am I going to use money for in lockdown? Let's buy some stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, not we, allowed to spend on another belt. <laughs> what? Believe me, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I've been dropping hints about the NXT Cruiserweight title for months. <laughs> Nothing. The beautiful belt as well. <laughs> it is, and it's got this little. It's got like a purpley shimmer to it, mm. which I really like. And I know my wife would like it too. Um, it's just convincing her that she would. So, <clears throat> yeah, we 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 got plenty that keeps us going. Yeah. Um, and also, we we've just moved house as well, so we're just sort of settling in there, enjoying the fact that we've now got a garden for the first time ever. It's <laughs> so, always a bonus. <laughs> it is. I mean, when you've lived in a first floor flat for the last six years, mm-hmm. and yeah, we started lockdown in this flat, and we it was very small. You know, there wasn't a lot of room to do stuff like this to be in a big house now with a garden and a, there's a recreational ground just across the road mm-hmm. it's it's brilliant you know it's, it really is lovely the, the indoors are two minutes around the corner so it's it's quite close-knit now so it's good mm. keeps us on our toes we've just had a a little addition to the family as well uh, my brother-in-law's just had a baby oh, so nice. Not him, literally. That would be something. Um, <laughs> say he didn't come on the news about that. <laughs> no, no, it was drowned out by all the COVID nonsense. Um, <laughs> no, little baby Charlotte was just brought into the world five days ago, so uh, that's been a big cause of excitement. Congratulations so, on yeah, coming, an uncle. We, thank you. Yeah, right. for the seventh time. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes, many nieces and nephews. Mostly nephews, but now a second niece. So. I can no longer tell my first niece that she's my favourite niece because <laughs> you know she's gonna be heartbroken. <laughs> she would, yeah, she will, yeah. yeah. Bless her. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's been a it's been a crazy time, but mm. for the most part, an enjoyable time as well. Of course, yeah. It's well, just been a case of making the best of it, really. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that again, thank you very, very much for coming on. Um, and like you know, obviously, I hope you know the website you know gets more popularity okay, um, yeah. just remember guys realwrestling.net yeah or one word one. and yep. uh, the, the place to go for news reviews for real fans and history by and history yes. was truly Paul Bray uh, that's me <laughs> <laughs> like you know at the end of the day like um, it would be cool to have you know uh, like when you know if I ever do like a wrestling special or anything I'll like, you know I'll hit you up and you know we'll, you know to try and get you on and discuss you know uh, absolutely get yeah. your views Happy as well like, 
you know, especially when it comes yeah. to Royal Rumble, like you know, I just get loads of people's different views on like who's going to win it, things like that. I don't know. <laughs> that would be a great listen. Yeah, I'll be well up for that. Just yeah. let me know. Of course. Well, yeah, again, thank you very much for coming on. It's been great. No problem. Thanks for having me. That's all right. No worries. And always just remember at home, I'm Matthew Hasam Hammond. Ooh, baby, do you know what that's worth? Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. Thank you and goodbye.